Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I am the administrative pastor here at Church in the Valley, and I'm glad that you're here with us as we continue on in our box office wisdom message series. In this message series, what we do is we take a look at at some of the summer movies and look at the themes behind those movies and um, compare and contrast to uh, what the Bible has to say about those themes. And so last week we, we took a look at King Arthur and um, in that movie we saw just a real strong theme of, of taking care of your responsibilities. And so we talked about how uh, we need to not shrink back from our responsibilities, but really uh, get a firm grip on them and, and take them head on. And this week we're going to be taking a look at the movie Wonder Woman. Um, I, I went and saw the movie this week as part of my message research. Um, it, it was a little awkward walking into the movie theater at 11 a.m., two grown men going to see Wonder Woman. Um, but we got past the awkwardness and uh, saw the movie. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, there you go. There's my review. I'm going to try not to spoil anything for you about the movie. But uh, Wonder Woman, it takes place. Um, in the early 20th century, and there's an Amazon princess, Diana. She lives on the island of Themyscira. Um, she meets an American pilot, Steve Trevor, when he washes ashore onto the island. He is fighting in World War I, and when he washes ashore, she finds out about this war, and she realizes that she has to go stop the war. So take a look at this movie trailer. Um, and you'll get a, an idea of, of what the movie's about. Diana. Fighting does not make you a hero. What if I promise to be careful? Just a shield then. Diana. No shot at you. Be careful of mankind, Diana. They do not deserve you. You've told me this story. What is this place? Who are you people? We are the bridge to a greater understanding. Right. What is your mission? Well, here's the thing. You are in more danger than you think. The boys in the trenches called her Dr. Poison. Millions would die. The war would never end. I'm going, Mother. If you choose to leave, you may never return. Who will I be if I stay? We'll come when you have to run. See the war. Well, technically the war is that way, but we got to go this way first. How can a woman fight in this? Who is this young woman? She's my, um, and, um, Diana, Princess of Simmons. Prince, Diana Prince. If you believe that this war should stop, help me stop it right now. You will soon find out.
Experience it in IMAX 3D June 2nd. Wow. There's some action right there. <laughs> um, that trailer, it gives you a glimpse of, of what the movie is like. It, it also gives you a, a, a glimpse into the theme of the movie. There's a strong theme that happens throughout the movie where um, Wonder Woman has to choose to do right in the face of fear. Um, and opposition. In fact, in the trailer, you saw a little dialogue between Wonder Woman and, and her mom. The mom says, if you choose to leave, you may never return. And Wonder Woman says, who will I be if I stay? And that's what you see time and time again is there's, there's fear, there, there's opposition coming against Wonder Woman, and she chooses to do the right thing in the midst of, of that fear. And fear, that, that's something that we all have to face. And we face it constantly um, in our daily lives. My family and I, we went swimming yesterday. And that reminded me of, of a, a common scene at the pool. There, there's a kid on the edge of the pool getting ready to jump in for the first time. And you can see it in their mind. They're thinking about it. Am I going to jump? Am I going to be safe? Am I going to do it? And and this is all going on in their mind, but to the outside observer, all you see is this kid frozen at the side of the pool in fear of what's going to happen if, if I jump in to, to the pool. They're stuck. I felt that way this week. I felt frozen um, this week. I, I, summers are, are busy for me work-wise. Um, and then my, my wife, we have three kids. And she's pregnant with our four kids, so there's a lot of responsibilities going on at home as well. And then I'm also trying to, to finish up my graduate school. And there was a point this week where I was sitting at my desk and I was frozen. I was scared that I wasn't going to get everything done that I needed to get done this week. And I didn't know what even to start on to get going. Do you ever feel like that? Frozen in fear of... of how am I going to get this done? Or if I do this, what are people going to think of me if I choose to, to act and behave this way? Fear, it, it's a normal response to danger and potential loss. Um, it's a normal re- response sometimes when, when we don't know how people are going to react to, to what we do. And the pressures of life, they just keep coming at us. And they, they make us be fearful of, of what's going to happen. There's pressure all around us to, to be like superheroes, to be wonder spouse, to be wonder parent, to be wonder worker, to be wonder student. The list can go on and on and on. And so these pressures to, to try to be wonder whatever, they can become overwhelming for us. And it's easy to get into fear. I'm not going to measure up. I'm not going to be able to be wonder whatever I'm trying to be. And fear of failure can creep in on us. The fear of not being able to get the job done, whether it's at home or work or or at school or or wherever it is. Or the fear of man can creep in um, to to our thoughts as well. And what are they going to think of me if I do this or that? Or um, what if I take a different path than they think I should should go? What are they going to what are people going to think of me if I do that? And if we're not careful, then we, we give in to these fear. We give in to the fear of failure. We give in to the, the fear of man. And we start to, to do things based on that fear instead of what we know is right to do. 
You see, when we, we try to be Wonder Man or Wonder Woman, the focus is on us. The, we're focusing on our abilities to get things done, to have it all together, to look good in front of our friends. But the problem is, you're not a superhero. Me neither. I can't just show up and say, Fad Man's here, save, ready to save the day. I like Fad Man. I, anyway. I can't do that. It's not going to happen. I, I can't magically make everything in my life just come together. And so our aim has to switch from trying to be wonder whatever to try to be what we were made to be. And what we are made to be is we're made to be God's man or woman. There, there's a um, handout in your program, and there's some blanks on there. And those blanks are simply you can put in man or woman, depending what you are. Um, and, and it can speak directly to you rather than just man or woman. Um, but we are made to be God's man or woman. Depending on your relationship with God, you, you might think that kind of sounds... It doesn't sound right. It sounds a little, a little off um, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life. But the Bible, which is the guide to those who choose to follow Christ, is clear on, on this point. There's a verse in Ephesians um, that talks about what we were made for. Ephesians in the, in the, book of, of, in the Bible, um, it's a letter that Paul, who was an early church starter, sent to the church in Ephesus. Take a look at what he has to say about what people are created for. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now we're going to spend some time on this verse, unpacking it a little bit, trying to understand what, what it means to us. The first thing that it says is we, we are his workmanship. God created us. That, that's what it's saying. This lines up with the book of Genesis, which is in, in the Bible, which talks about God creating earth and God creating mankind. The second thing that this verse says is um, we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, what, what does that mean? We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Because we just talked, God created us. And now it's saying we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. What, what does that mean? Well, this letter was written to a church. It was written to a church of people who had made Jesus the, the Lord of their life. And so this verse is saying that those who have made Jesus the boss of their life, made Jesus the Lord of their life, are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Not a new physical creation, but a new spiritual creation. The, the Bible explains it this way. We have all sinned, but God is perfect. Our sin, it, it's earned us an eternity spent uh, apart from God. That caused the, our sin, it caused this relational gap between us and God. We can do, do some good works on our own. Um, we, we get it right some of the time, but there's this, this natural bent to go after things our own way, to try and do life our own way, to be our own boss in life. So God sent Je his son, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life and died on the cross. 
And his death on the cross, it made a way for, for us to have a restored relationship with God. If we choose to believe in Jesus, that he's the son of God, and we yield our lives to follow after him, then our relationship with God is restored and we'll spend eternity with him in heaven. And so being created in Christ is talking about that choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And it's, it's only when we yield our lives to Jesus Christ that we can do the good works that God's prepared for us in advance to do. Now, the, the fact that God's prepared these good works, that's a key point in this verse. We, we live in a time um, and a culture that wants to make truth arbitrary. It wants to make um, truth, whatever you believe, that's great. As long as it doesn't impact me, as long as it doesn't hurt other people, that's fine with me. Whatever you believe, that, that's okay. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible's not talking about it. It is saying that we were created to do the good works that God prepared for us to do. We don't get to make up what those good works are. We need to come in line under what the Bible says and participate in those good works that God has given us. So how does striving to, to be God's man, that, how does that help us deal with fear? How does this all, all relate? Well, fear, it focuses on danger. It focuses on our abilities. It focuses on what can I do to make this situation better? And when we're fearful, it's because we don't think we can do it. We don't think we can make it happen or there's some situation going on that we, we think bad harm is going to happen to us. But when we're trying to be God's man or God's woman, we're focusing on doing the good works of God. We're focusing on God coming through for us. We're trusting that God is going to take care of us regardless of the situation that we're facing, regardless of how we see it all playing out. And so choosing faith in Christ to be created in him deals with the biggest fear of loss that that a person can have, and that's a death. If my eternity is secure, and I can trust that if I die today or tomorrow or 50 years from now, that I'm going to spend eternity in heaven with God, then that becomes a foundation that I can build my life on, that I can choose to do right in the face of fear if God has taken care of that ultimate fear of loss, death for me already. Faith in Jesus Christ is at the core of dealing with fear. Choosing faith in Christ, it doesn't mean that you're never going to have to deal with fear again. I've chosen to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I deal with fear all the time. I talked about it earlier this week. But when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, it is through faith that we can face fearful situations. When the possibility of danger shows up, you can turn to God and ask for his help rather than relying just on our own abilities. Focusing on being God's man through a relationship with Christ, it goes a long way in helping us deal with fear. And fortunately, the Bible also gives us some specific help in dealing with the fears that we might be facing right now. See, God's man or woman deals with with fear by refusing to fear men. 
Some people have no problem fearing men. You know, they, they say what they're going to say. They do what they're going to do. They don't think second thought about the people around them, how they're going to react. But to others, it's, it's a crippling fear. Fear of men, it, it's crippling. And we're going to take a look at, at some, a verse in the Bible here about fear of men. But the way that you deal with the fear of man is the same way that you can deal with other fears as well. So if you don't have a problem with fearing men, still listen and look at the process for how to deal with fear that this talks about. Proverbs 29:25 says, "The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe." Now, a snare it's it's something that a hunter is going to use to to catch an animal. I was curious about what a snare looked like, so I, I Googled it. Um, there's a picture that we have. This is a snare. You, you see there's a round thing there. <laughs> it's not called a thing. A noose. Round noose. And when an animal goes through it, there's a one-way tightening mechanism on it. And they get stuck. They're caught in the snare. Look at this coyote that got caught in the snare. He got trapped because he, he, was, he was walking along thinking everything was great. And he walked right into the trap, right into the snare. And now he's stuck waiting on the hunter that's going to come and, and probably kill him. That's the type of warning that the Bible is giving here. It is saying that fearing man, it, it's a trap. You'll get stuck. When you fear man, you, you make decisions based on what other people think, what other people want you to do. You, you, you get captive to their thoughts, to their way of life. So you find it hard to make a decision because you don't know how people are going to react. And then when you do, you, if they react negatively, you're, you're, you're disappointed. You're sad about the decision that you made. And if you're just focusing on what other people want, on fearing men, then you're just going to go the way that they go rather than do what is really right in a situation. And ultimately, if you keep going the way that men want you to go, it, it, it's probably not going to lead you to God. And it, it's going to trap you and keep you away from, a, from an eternity with God. That's the snare that we're facing when we fear men. Now, to defeat this fear of man, there's a process that you can go through. But it's a process that you can go through to defeat any fear. You say, pray, and obey. You do those three things when fear comes, and it can help you to get traction and go forward in freedom rather than letting fear slow you down and stop you. You say the verse that relates to the fear that you're facing. Proverbs 29:25 for fear of men. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So you say that, and then you pray for God's help in the situation that you're facing. You might pray and say something like, God, I'm scared of what people are going to think of me and, uh, or about this situation. Help me to choose to follow you. Help me to choose to do what's right. I'm going to trust that Proverbs 29:25 is true, that the fear of man is a snare, and I'm going to trust in you to keep me safe in this situation. Help me to do it. And then you obey God. It's the third step. Now, the thing with 
with saying and praying and obeying is what I've found is I hit a situation, I'm fearful, and I say, I pray, and I obey for a little bit, and then I get fearful again. Then I have to say and pray and obey again, and then I get fearful again. Then I have to say and pray and obey. It's an ongoing battle that we have to fight. We keep saying and praying and obeying to deal with the fear that we're facing right now. God's man or woman also faces fear by relying on God's spirit. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. This verse, is, it's giving us a picture of how to deal with fear. God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. The power that he's talking about, that comes through a faith in God. Faith that God's going to take care of us, whatever situation we, we hit. The love, that helps us to stay focused on, on other people. And treating them right, doing right by them. It, the love, it helps us to not turn inward and focus on ourselves. And then we start to focus on our resources uh, and trust in ourselves, which can lead to fear. And then the self-control. Fear can, can really just get a hold of our mind. We start running scenarios. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if um, this relationship never gets right? What if... Um, if just this happens, we start running all these scenarios. Self-control stops the scenarios, says, prays, and obeys. And then you just keep doing that over and over again. Self-control helps us to deal with the fear that we are facing. Companies know that fear is a driver in people's behavior. They, they know that People are either going to buy something because they, they desire more of it, or they're going to buy something because they're, they're scared they're going to lose something. And so insurance companies know this very well. And so they like to um, use the fear to make you purchase their product. Take a look at this commercial and see what they're doing here. I'm your phone. Stuck down here between your seat and your console? Playing a little hide-and-seek. Cold. Warmer. Warmer. Up. Boiling. Jackpot. And if you've got cut-rate car insurance, you could be picking up these charges yourself. So get Allstate, where agents help keep you protected from mayhem. Like me. Mayhem is everywhere. Are you in good hands? It's funny because we've all been there. The phone's under the seat. You're trying to get it. Now, people need insurance, but they're using the fear of of the unknown of mayhem that's going to come against you to get you to buy their products. A spirit of fear, it can drive us to make all sorts of purchases that, that we don't really need or we don't have the money to pay for. But a spirit of, of power and love and self-control will help us to choose to move forward in faith and not fear. So we're not captive of the fear driving our behavior. God's man or woman, it also moves forward from fear by developing convictions. 
The uh, dictionary uh, definition, that's what it is. I lost it for a minute. Dictionary's definition of conviction is a firmly held belief or opinion. Luke 9, 23 and 25 talks about this. It says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? God's word, the Bible, it's going to help us to develop the right convictions. If you read the Bible, find out about the good deeds that God's created for us to do. And then you do them, you gain freedom in your life. Convictions help us from, to, to not cave into fear. They bring courage to us in the face of fear because we know what is right in this situation. We know what we need to do when we hit certain situations in life. Convictions bring freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from fear, freedom from what others might think about you. The freedom to to grow to be the man or the woman that God wants you to be. And then God's man or woman moves forward by encouraging each other to choose faith. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's foolish for us to to think that we can do it all on our own, that we we can make life just come together all by ourselves. It's in the context of of a community that we can fully become God's man or woman that he wants us to be. There's a point in the Wonder Woman movie where Wonder Woman, the team around her, they're all looking at this situation and something horrible is happening to people and they're saying we can't do anything about it. We just got to keep going our own way. But she stops them. And she says, we have to do something. We have to stop it. And even though they're all saying that it can't be done, she has the conviction that it is right to go help these people. And she just charges ahead. She goes to help the people. And what happens is her team around her, they were all of a sudden strengthened. And they charged after with her. And that, that's what needs to happen in our lives with the right convictions, with doing right We need people around us who can encourage us to choose to to go down the right path. We need to be encouraging others to do right. And then when we're tired and we don't want to do right, we need others that are around us that can encourage us to do right as well. Moving forward as God's man, it it helps us to live an eternal life of significance. and, And there's a promise of blessing. That comes with it as well. Take a look at Psalm 112.1. God's man or woman is blessed. Psalm 112.1 says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. The man or woman who, who fears God, delights in his commandments, they're, they're blessed. Now the promise is, is not that 
you're just going to become the richest person in the world or you're going to be materially blessed and life is just going to not have any problems and come together for you. That's not the promise that's being talked about here. What is being talked about here is we live in a fallen world and um, things are, are going to be messy. But as we move forward in practicing the good deeds the, the Lord wants us to do, there's a sweetness to our life. There's a blessing in our lives as we obey what God wants us to do. We don't have the power on our own to be wonder spouse, wonder parent, wonder worker, wonder student. But that's not our goal. Our goal is to be God's man or woman. So go do that. Go try to be that. Go be God's man or woman at home or at work or in the classroom or, or wherever you find yourself to be. Imagine the difference that that can make in your relationships at work or school or, or home or wherever. We won't be snared by, by what people think of us or what, what might happen to us. We'll be freed up to be who God's made us to be. And that will lead us to the best life now and on into eternity. As I wrap up this morning, um, the band is going to come up and the ushers are going to go prepare to, to receive the offering. But as I wrap up this morning, there might be a next step that you want to take in response to the message today. Each week we um, try to take next steps in response to the, to the message. We try to obey God's word and, and figure out what that might be for you today. There's next steps on the back of your connection card that you can fill out if there's one that you want to take this morning. So uh, one next step that you might want to take today is become God's man or woman by dealing with my fear of blank. Fill in the blank. Is there a fear that you're dealing with right now that God's spoken to you that you want to want to take care of right now? Another step you might want to take is by saying, praying, and obeying when I'm fearful. Maybe you want to practice that this week. Practice that. When a fear comes up, say, pray, and obey. Another one is um, become God's man or woman by developing more convictions based on the Bible. Read the Bible this week. Try to apply it to your life. And then another one, encourage someone this week by blank. Maybe there's a specific way you thought, oh, I can encourage this person in their relationship with God. I encourage this person with something they're dealing with. I can be there for them. So you can put that in there. Would you pray with me as we continue to worship? God, we just thank you so much that um, you have given us real help in this area of, of fear and that you want freedom for us, and that you've given us a spirit of power, love, and self-control. We ask for your help to, to be that this week, to not be fearful, but to trust in you and that you will, will work everything out for our good. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.